Hey everybody, what's up? This is the Hydra Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lubick. Joining me today is uh, co-host Ryan Longmore. It's your boy. How y'all doing today? This is episode number 13. I just want to thank everyone for joining us. If you didn't know, this is a video game podcast. We go over what we've been playing, current news stories that have happened throughout the past week. We're going to review a game and then have a topic on its own, but in the other two in the other reverse order. Um, we might cross over into mu- movies, comics, TV, as the discussion ensues. At the end of this episode today, we are going to do another off-topic. Um, we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, you can find this show on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, any other podcast services. If it's not on the podcast service you want, tweet at us or something go on the facebook page or leave a comment on this video or episode or all any of that we'll get to it we'll put it on there make sure it's good for you um youtube.com uh you searching the hydra gaming podcast you can find our show on there if you could please hit that subscribe button i saw a couple of you guys did the, over the past week thank you very much um that helps us out the sooner we get to 100 subs we can get a new uh, special url to put that on there so without uh any more delays uh yeah so let's get into the right of the show here what we've been playing so ryan what have you been playing the past week well last week i did a review on overwatch if you guys haven't seen that yet please do but since i did that i've been kind of on an overwatch kick i've been kind of kick-started that back on uh so much fun fun game so i've been playing a lot of overwatch but i have been playing um until dawn which is a free game right yes. now Right. Free game. If it, it's only for one more week, so if you haven't, you haven't picked up until dawn yet on PlayStation Plus, it's still free. Yeah, it's free. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it's basically kind of like, uh, in my opinion, it's a Telltale game done right. Um, it has a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more button prompts. It has a lot more involvement of you as a player in it, and uh, you really do feel the heavy weight of making decisions. Kind of reminds me of Mass Effect in that way, where I had to like you know basically really think hard about where i wanted to go next with my character yeah and i really like that um i'm conflicted though because it does still feel like a telltale game but there is so much in it that fleshes it out that Just, i don't really well care. but you don't really have dialogue choices you more you more have like yeah uh, which action which, choices what are you gonna do right and there's also a thing of like you know you'll be running your character will be running and if you don't tap triangle at a certain time you know they could fall and die you know or if you quick tap, time events, yeah quick yeah. time events or you could you know if you press triangle you know they continue living and continue running so it's literally like your mess ups and your lack yeah. of paying attention will really affect the story too it's a cool game it's really scary i've been playing it with in the dark with headphones on you like horror games though. i do like horror games uh and i've been playing it with headphones on in the dark and it's been scaring the crap out of me there's a lot of you know like jump scares jump scares uh, uh plenty of just creepy you know creepy settings and it's all overall a good story it just has to do with you know kids dealing with um like a slasher horror killer like in in like a cabin area and you yeah. have to survive until dawn yep Pretty much, it's a lot of fun, and it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, as well. it's it's kind of cheesy, but I mean, if you look at it in like a you know like a teenager slasher horror movie kind of way, it's not so cheesy. It's a lot of fun actually. Mm-hmm. And Overwatch until dawn. That's it. Yeah, well, I haven't really. I don't know if I'm gonna jump back into the Evil Within, man. It's too damn hard. <laughs> I think I might be too past it at this point. I'm just, nah. We'll see next week. We'll see how I do. Okay. Right on. Um, yeah. I've been playing. I jumped back into Pokemon Go a little bit, as you know. Yeah, We've yeah. been taking a couple trips, just playing that casually, catching us Pokemon, doing that stuff. You know, yeah, everyone pretty much knows how Pokemon Go goes. Yeah. But besides that, I jumped into uh, Mass Effect Andromeda for a little bit yesterday. Right. 
I was about four or five hours in. I played for about another 30 minutes, and I just realized, like, the game's super clunk- clunky and unpolished. Makes me so sad. I, I, I still so, haven't played Andromeda, but Yeah, and so I was just, sad. like, figuring, like, I, I'm playing it as fine. It's fun to play. It's just, like, menus are, like, confusing. The level-up system is confusing. Um, just the, the missions, how to get to and from missions. I couldn't even figure out what the mission I needed to do was. Mm-hmm. It was just so I was just like, I'm done. I'm over this. I don't want to play a game where I have to work to figure out what to do. You know, the game should tell you what to do next. Right. Or what you would want to do next. But, um, yeah, I played that. I've been playing more uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, just messing around, goofing around, trying to do any little side missions I can and whatnot, just to see, like, every little thing in that world. Yep. And then I did play – did I play the Destiny 2 beta last week or was it this week? I think it was this week, man. The last day of it was yesterday, right? Or yeah, but did ago. I talk about it on the show? I think so. Maybe I'm not too sure. Did he leave a message in the comments? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> if I talked about it or not. I think I might have. But anyways, I enjoyed Destiny Two Beta. That was pretty fun. Can't wait for the the real thing. And then I played uh, Game of Thrones. That was also oh, yeah. free on um, PlayStation Plus this past month. Uh, I beat the whole game, so I popped all the trophies, got the platinum and all that jazz. Um, if you like Game of Thrones, it's a good game, uh, the story-wise. The gameplay is just your typical telltale game, your adventure game, point and click, and dialogue options. But the story is really good if you like the show, because it basically takes place after Season 3. Like it Basically, the, it's, the game starts at the very last episode of Season 3. And then goes on like a whole side story from there. So mm. a lot of the main characters are in the game, but it has nothing to do with them. It's this, this about this other family. But it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I can't. I, I only imagine they're making a second season because uh, um, it ends on kind of a cliffhanger. And that light is not on. <laughs> but anyways, oh, um, yeah. So I think that is it. I think that's all I played. So, yeah, let me turn this light on real quick. Yeah. But besides that, I've just been kind of catching up. I have been reading a lot of comics, um, stuff yeah. like that. And um, so that's been a lot of what my time has been going into. Um, there was a while there I wasn't reading comics for, like, years at a time, you know. And I always tell you to catch up. Yeah. You know, always tell me I need to catch up. But we'll get more into that in our uh, off topic a little bit. The light don't like you, bro. Whatever. I mean, do we really need it? No. We don't really need it. <laughs> Anyways. Our lighting's still pretty good. Yeah. It just helps even more. Yeah, it does. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Over the next week, I don't think anything crazy is coming out that I'm going to be playing. Um, I think in the, the end of August, I'm going to be jumping mm. into Uncharted. Yes. But, uh. Lost Legacy and then uh, yeah. Mario Rabbids. That's at the that's end of crazy. The month. Three weeks. The the first week, the twenty second is Uncharted. The next week is Mario plus Rabbids. The next week is Destiny. Right. And the next week after that is uh, Metroid on 3ds. <laughs> it all starts pretty soon. It's gonna start. Yeah, later. it's gonna be a. Uh, I I posted on Twitter recently, like my gaming, like my game list of the like, yeah. games that need to come out, and it's just I'm stacked, man. Like my wallet's hurting, but. What a, what a great time to be a what a great time to be a gamer right now though. This yeah. was uh, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward yeah. to. All right, so let's get into some news. That's pretty good. We're only eight minutes in. We're already getting into some news here. 
Um, all right, so Xbox Games with Gold for the month of August. They announced, uh, looks like we're getting Slime Rancher for the Xbox One, which is going to be August 1st through 31st. What is Slime Rancher? I'm not I've sure. I've never heard of that. Um, Trials Fusion. Hey. That's that uh, motocross game. Those games are hard as hell. Man. Uh, August 16th through September 15th on the Xbox One. Uh, the original Bayonetta, hey. August 1st through 15th on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Great game. And then Red Faction Armageddon. That's a good one, too. Uh, August 16th through 3rd. I think it's 31st. They didn't put it. It says 3rd on IGN here. So good games. Uh, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Yeah, so they got some good games this um, this month. It's the 360 version of the Platinum Games action. Bayonetta. So Platinum Games made Bayonetta. They got a 9.5. It's Red a great, Faction. It's a great game. Yeah, cool. So that, that, was, that was some good stuff. You have an Xbox, so check those games out. Go download Definitely. them. Let us know what you think of those in the comments. Uh, also, PlayStation Plus has revealed their lineup for the August uh, uh, PlayStation Plus free games. Have you seen these yet? No, I haven't. Okay. So we're getting Just Cause 3 for PS4. That's cool. I'm going to play that. I want to play that. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, Freedom Cry for PS4. What which is, is that? The standalone DLC game of Black Flag. Okay. I'll, so I'll it's it. Black Flag DLC, but it's a standalone game with its own trophies. Okay. So I'm going to play that too. That sounds dope. And then we're getting Super Motherload for PS3, Snakeball for PS3, Downwell for PS Vita with PS4 cross by, and then Level 22 on PS Vita. Okay. Well, so, Just Cause and Assassin's Creed, I'll be definitely getting yeah, it. Yeah. They're free. I'm going to play those. Cool. Downwell is a game I've heard a lot about. I just haven't had a chance to play yet. It's like this cool um, 8 bit, 16, I think it's 16 bit. Where it's like you're literally just falling, but you have jump boots, and then you're trying to like jump on the enemy's heads to stay in the air the longest. Oh, apparently, okay. Colin was talking about That's it. That's pretty a lot. cool. And apparently it's really hard, so I want to check it out. So yeah, these are good games as well. Just Cause Three got a good review, I know, from last year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crazy. There's a lot ago. of freedoms in that game, man. The stuff you could do in Just Cause is insane. Yeah, it's like just a fun game from what I've seen here. So those are some good games we got coming out. So if you have PlayStation Plus and you play, you're gonna play some of those games. Let us know that as well. Mm-hmm. So t- guys, tell us what you've been playing. Leave some Please. comments. All right. So actual news, news. Uh, Nintendo Switch is now sold 4.7 million units. Arms and Mario Kart sell strongly as well. Mm. So out of the last fis- fiscal quarter, Switch has sold 1.97 million units, making it at a 4.7 million total. That's, That's not bad. Pretty good since mm-hmm. March. It's pretty good considering they have all a bunch of limited quantities and people. There's a lot of people who still can't really get their Switch, right? Yeah, people still can't find them in the stores. So if you see one, swoop it up and sell it. So if even like imagine the numbers if they had enough. Like if yeah. everybody got their Switches, you know, like this isn't a bad number for now. But like if everybody had those, you know, they yeah, were up wait till Christmas. I'm sure they'll hit 10 million by yeah. the end of the year. Nintendo's doing fine now. They're doing fine. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Uh, 3DS sold almost a million units this quarter. Yep. And that's pretty good. They're going to do a few more with the new 2DS sales and the Pokemon and Metroid coming out and Pikmin later in a few days. They're they're doing pretty good on 3DS as well. And so it looks like um, PS4 has released some MPD for the month. They are the top selling console for the month of June. Are we surprised? June? Yeah, for June. No surprise there. uh, Xbox doesn't release stats, so that's why we never talk about Xbox because they're losing, so they don't release numbers, which they're still doing really well compared to 360, but just PS4 is the best thing in the market in 15 years since PS2, you know? But um, So let's get into some of these right here. Uh, PlayStation saw a 7% increase over the same period last year. 
So they're the, the, the killing it over Switch. So a lot and of Xbox uh, either Nintendo fans or Xbox fans went over and got. Yeah, uh, the top selling games for the for uh, the month of June for all consoles was Tekken Seven, Injustice Two, Grand Theft Auto Five. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is crazy. It was number four for the entire month across all platforms for only being out a day. Yes. Give Crash some love. Crash uh, is awesome. ARMS, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Overwatch, NBA 2K17, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Damn. So that's not bad. And we're only doing this list because uh, VG Charts hasn't updated their list. It still says, yeah. you know, the list from last week. This so I'm is not just for bother. the month of June. Right. So this is kind of like the overall month of June. but We don't really have the week of... June 17th yet because right. they didn't update it. Yeah, they haven't updated it yet. So this is as close to the list we're getting this mm-hmm. week. But uh, Not bad, not bad. This isn't a bad Tekken, list. Tekken, man. Tekken is Tekken's killing it. Tekken killing it. I didn't realize it was that popular. It was the top-selling game for the month. I didn't think Tekken would get this big unless it was Tekken Tag again, which they still need to do. Please and then, do it. And then Crash, dude. Crash being number four for, yeah, man. for across all platforms. I love Crash Bandicoot. I love seeing Crash get some love. Crash Bandicoot 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I basically 100%ed it when I was a kid. I can't. I love Crash. It's I, crazy. I love Crash. It's a crazy game. Yeah. All right. Um, some DLC news. Uh, Dying Light is to receive 10 free DLC drops over the next year. Did you now, ever play Dying Light? Can you? Can you? I always got Dying Light, The Evil Within, and Until Dawn mixed up. Okay, Dying <laughs> Light is the survival night, day cycle, zombie horror survival game. Okay. Okay. That yeah. Techland made. It came out like in January of 2014, 2015, okay. something like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's doing very, very well. They're making 10 pieces of DLC that are going to be free across the next year. So I that's assume, pretty neat. Assume they're making a sequel, but it's like if people are still playing. They said um, something along the lines. I heard they have the game still has five hundred thousand average weekly players. Wow! So this is an online game. Yeah, there's online components, but that's still, really cool. like even for the single player, they're still playing it and being in this open world. So if you're still have half a million players every week, yeah, that's not bad at all, man. Mm, you got a you got a pretty like you know thriving platform. Right yeah, there. they're supporting their community with new DLC. So if you play that game or want to play that game, there's still more content coming to it. So I would check that out. Yeah. Um, if it ever goes on sale, I'll probably maybe pick it up because I don't really like horror games, but we'll see. I think it'd be more up your alley. Yeah, probably. Uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy hey. Episode Three release date. It's going to be August 22nd. An episode will be called More Than a Feeling, and it looks like it's going to be based around Gamora. Since the first uh, episode was a very Star-Lord-heavy episode, the second one was Rocket. This one will be Gamora, followed by Drax and Groot. So, right on. Um, That's pretty cool. I love how they're going with like the titles of like classic rock songs, kind of yeah. like with the movies and stuff. Like That's pretty cool. I like that little theme that yeah. they're going with. Um, I like the first two episodes. We'll see where the third one goes, but it's cool that we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Right. I want to. I do want to play these. Like you know, like I and the Batman. You need and the Batman. Batman. I do. I need to play those. August eighth, man. Batman. I think I might just stay with Telltale strictly for my comic book binges. I might. Almost everything they have is comic books. Walking Walking Dead. Dead. I'm not. I don't don't really. Wolf Among Us. Eh. That's comics too. (laughs) I've never. I've never even heard of that. Well, it's fables. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then um. Game of Thrones is nerdy ass shit too. So, eh. anyways, let's see. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite adds Spider-Man, Frank West, and more. Yes. 
So it says during their Comic Con panel that was announced Spider Man, Dead Rising's Frank West, Resident Evil 3's Nemesis, and Final Fight's Hagar have been all added to the roster. I mean, I'm not that surprised at Spider Man, but Capcom's little roster right there that they added, like Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, that's fucking Yeah. That's pretty cool. September 19th for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Are well, you gonna play this? You think you like no, fighting games? No, uh, not this one. Though? Not this one. I, I, like I said, I, I've always wanted them to go back to that kind of like two D, the whole three D. You're gonna play Dragon Ball Z, Fighter, yes. Dragon Fighter Z, Dragon Ball. Yeah, Fighter that's Z. gonna hit my itch for this. But uh, as for Marvel vs. Capcom, it just kind of feels like Street Fighter Five, just a little faster. With you know, I don't know. It just. Meh. I feel you. I, I, I didn't really like the jump to 3D. I feel like it took away a lot of the fast. Well, it's know. not it's not that even you're playing 3D. It's just that the visuals are in 3D, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it just seems like they took away like a lot of the speed. Marvel's Capcom 2 was very just like a fast combo hyper fighter. This one just seems like it's more like, you know. This is 4? Or is it Marvel's Capcom 4? Because not. It's infinite, yeah. So which is after 3, fourth. though. Yeah, yeah okay. so this is a 4th. And uh, so the third one that I played, I didn't really, you know, it didn't, it didn't hit those, hit those itches that I wanted from Marvel's Capcom too. Uh, but really cool of Capcom, you know, it looks like they're building the roster. Marvel's Capcom three didn't have big roster, and it looks like it, you know, they're building hype with every time they announce some stuff. So it's right on, cool. yeah, it's cool that um, Spider Man and stuff. I love Spidey. Yeah, Spidey's great, but we he it would be blasphemous for him not to be in it. True. <laughs> um, next thing here, I got uh, Comic Con. They announced that Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has free DLC now available. Wow, cool! So yeah. even if you don't have the game, you can go and redeem this if you plan on getting the game later. It's basically I looked it up. I I, I redeemed it the other day on the PlayStation Store. It is the one of the hidden levels from the original Crash Bandicoot game that Naughty Dog never finished. That now Vicarious Visions went back, remastered it, and finished the level and released it. That's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm down. Apparently, it's really hard, but um, I haven't watched anything on it. I haven't played it yet. Um, Ali hasn't played it. Yet. I just told her I got it, so she's really excited. She's gonna go check that out. So can't wait. Hey, to play it. they're already supporting this game with more stuff. That's pretty cool. Like it, it's making Activision well, and it's doing great right now. Sony too. a lot of money. It's doing great right now too. I can only imagine if it comes to Xbox and PC, it's gonna do well again. Yeah, even more. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure within the next three or four years, we're going to get a brand new Crash game. Let's hope. Yeah, or even a Spyro game. We'll see. Let's hope. Or Crash Team Racing remake. Come on. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Come on. So this is pretty cool on Doom. I don't know if you saw this, but basically Doom update 6.66. Mm, mm-hmm. That's funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scrap season pass all DLC free. Fucking cool of Doom. So that is badass. It sucks that if you already bought the season pass... You're not, you're getting gypped a little bit. But basically, from what I understand, what they're doing is Bethesda's hosting a free weekend for Doom where you can jump in on any platform, play up to the first two levels, and get access to all the DLC and multiplayer modes to see if you like the game to purchase it. And if you do purchase it after you try the demo, it's at a discounted price. Which is, that's pretty cool for Bethesda doing something like this. Hey, man, I'm, down, I'm all for like them trying new stuff like that. That's new. That's some new. That's a new way to do yeah, some stuff. Let me see. Bethesda's hosting a free weekend of Doom, kicking off this Thursday on Xbox One and PC, and it'll, uh, next Thursday on PS4. During which new players will be able to rip and tear through the first two levels of the campaign and have unlimited access to Doom's multiplayer and all of the DLC. I assume. Hell yeah! So that's pretty sweet. Like for a game developer that's this big, like ID, to put their game out there for free to be like, hey, you might not have played Doom. 
check it out free this weekend. Play as much as you want. Then if you do like it, pick it up for a discount. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's pretty rad. That's good uh, business. That's good business right there by Bethesda. I, I support that. It does suck, like I said, if you did buy the season pass and you did pay full price for the game because then it's like, why did I pay for this if it's going to be free? But this game came out of May of 2016. Yep. Uh, over a year ago. It's been like 14, 15 months. So it's like game. You can't even like games. Is, I, I, I'm doubt it's even really selling. You know, if anything, Bethesda really doing yeah. this is like getting more attention to it and getting people exactly to get back the, into it. The so. only people still playing are the hardcore Doom fans. So this is bringing more people in, getting more sales. And if you're upset about the season pass and all this shit, basically like the game's over a year old. Like it's gonna be on discount anyways. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, that's a crazy cool idea. I wish more games did stuff like this because then I'm even thinking about I might even jump into Doom mm-hmm. if I like had a free minute and just play. Oh, I'm bored, you know. Yeah, I really hope people follow Bethesda's little you know business scheme right there because that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. So this is breaking news. Ah. Just happened. Uh, let me see. Probably like an hour ago. Ah. Uh, Walmart cancels SNES Classic Edition pre-orders and nothing to announce about pre-orders for Nintendo-wise. But basically, according to a Walmart executive, explained that due to a technical glitch, the SNES Classic was made available on Friday, July 21st. All those orders must now be canceled. Mm. Um, I can read the press release here. Uh, it looks like, thank you for your interest in the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition. As you're aware, this is a highly sought-after console that will launch later this fall. Unfortunately, due to a technical glitch, the Super Nintendo Classic Edition was mistakenly made available last Friday evening ahead of the official release date. We regrettably will have to cancel this item on your order. We know that this is incredibly disappointing to you and we are truly sorry for your mistake. In regards to the cancellation of this item, if you paid by credit card, your card has not been charged. Any authorization holds placed on your account will automatically expire in accordance with the card. Anyway, the official launch launch date for this item is uh, September 29th. Please check back with any updates. September 29th? September 29th. That's when it's going up for pre-order. That's the launch date. Okay, but pre-orders will happen before then. All right. So, what do you think about this? I am happy because I missed out on Friday. I was working all night. I didn't even know they went on pre-order. By the time I came out, the pre-orders were done. So, I, I thought did. I missed out. I tagged you in the post for you the did, pre-order. <laughs> but I was working all night. And you were like, fuck, I missed it. Yeah. So, I was really sad because this is my favorite console of all time, uh, without a doubt. I really want one. And knowing that I'm not missing out, that's cool. Flip side, though, if I did pre-order this, I would be really sad. Because you I, thought you got one. Yeah, because I thought I would have one locked down, locked in, you know, and um, really, really clunky of them to be to, for Walmart or Nintendo, whoever's fault that was. I believe it was it Walmart. It was Walmart's fault, but it's part of the greater Nintendo problem. It seems like that just Nintendo can't seem to get their shit straight when it comes to hardware or well, physical items. Well, here's another thing, though, that I'll say this is a good thing. I think this is building a lot of good hype for it. This this canceling pre-order bad pub thing. is good pub bad pub is mm-hmm. good pub and I think that now that people are like well shit like I can't get a SNES classic and shit now now the pre-orders weren't like now more people are going to be trying to get this exclusive item yeah you know more people are like the people who got denied theirs now they're going to be like well I'm going to make damn sure next time I get it Gillen, locked down yeah that's true 
So if so, anything, I think this is kind of like building up a little hype. But uh, it might be even harder to get when it actually does go to pre-order. Because I love Super Nintendo, but even I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. But now it's parked my attention where it's like, I got to keep, I got to wait, gotta and I got to keep an one. eye out. I got to keep yeah. an eye out because these pre-orders might come out If at you're any not time. paying attention, you're not going to get it. Exactly. So I think that's also like a thing for that Nintendo's doing too. This There's a good thing that can come from this. I think a they lot of did, people are going to be paying more attention. They did say they're making more of these than the, and the NES Classic, but... There were so many They undermade the NES The classic mini That like if they were just to make the amount of the NES That they're making for the SNES Would have been still probably not enough No. So now if they're still making more of the SNES They probably still need to double that I think they just I heard it on the kind of funny games daily Basically like they got to a point where they're saying Where can we make enough of these so our risk factor and reward factor evens out so we don't make too many and they sit on store shelves and we lose money you know so like we make just enough where we make money from this thing but not everyone might not be able to get one but they're all gone we don't have to worry about making more or not making too many or stuff like that you know which is i get why nintendo would do that but i i still think even if stuff was like left on the shelves you know it would sell for Nintendo. But look at Switches and look at Amiibos. Mm-hmm. And look at like these high demand games like Zelda. You can't find this shit on the store shelf. You can't. You can't. And plus, uh, plus, I'm going to, we should just have a topic just for Amiibos itself because Amiibos <laughs> piss me off. But We could. We could do like toys to life. <laughs> Amiibos piss me off, man. You have no idea. Like, not, not the toys. I think the toys are cool. It's just mainly, I just don't like the you have to pay for these extra features yeah, in the game. Um, I like how Disney Infinity did it. You buy the toy, like which I have all the toys of, and you just all it does is unlock that character in the game. Yeah. Period. Not like extra access to cool certain items because then if it's a rare amiibo that you can't find, you could never get that item. Yeah, but then like you know, with like certain games, like you know Zelda, you know amiibos are like fifteen bucks each. You're gonna spend at least sixty bucks to get like you know extra shit. Especially looking, trying to find the special edition ones from Smash Bros that you can't find anymore that unlock certain items, which might go for a hundred dollars on eBay or Amazon. Or something. I wish they would have like a thing of like amiibo unlock where it's like you can unlock all the stuff that amiibo would unlock for like five, ten bucks. Boom, here you go. This, one, this unlocks everything. You just pay the digital fee. Yeah. Like, go onto your game, log in, put your credit card in. I want to unlock these items that the Amiibo unlocks. I'll pay the small fee instead of actually buying the toy. Yeah. Because that's half of the battle is you get a toy from it, you know? Yeah. So, and just you get the access to the content. But with them being fifteen ninety nine each, it's just like, man, you know. You I know think they're twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine, yeah. Still. But, I mean, still, like, they, they add up, man, you know? And yeah. And especially, and especially, like, if you can't find one and you go to look online to get it and you really want it. Just like, you know like that samus one you know basically it said for for the metroid it's gonna just like unlock like a sound test and it's gonna unlock like some other just like irrelevant shit and it's like you're paying 15 bucks really for a toy and a sound test i don't care yeah i I have all the disney infinity figures but that game is now out of business r.i.p but they're cool little figures because i really like marvel and star wars so nintendo i would love to have all the nintendo ones but they're just whoo it's they're they're too hard to get yeah, unless you were on it from the very beginning. It's You're pretty impossible. much online surfing for that yeah. shit always, always. They're just impossible. So, anyways, uh, last piece of news here: um, Nintendo has filed a trademark suggests that N64 Classic Mini is coming. Ooh. So we shall see. That's basically the gist of the story here. Um, they have new controllers and whatnot. So I can only imagine that fall 
2018, we might see a NS and I keep saying it, N64 uh, Mini Classic. I'd be, I'd be, I'm gonna get it. I'll, I'll be getting it if it has Mario 64, yep. Star Fox 64, yep. Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, GoldenEye. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's too many good games on the 64. 64 is a classic. Um, it's up there. It's up there. I it's, gotta get it. I gotta get it. Um, yeah, I need that one. But I still need that Super Nintendo more. Just well, because childhood sake. I'm surprised sake. though. Like Chrono Trigger is not on the Super Nintendo, right? Like it definitely should be. That's the one glaring omission, right? Because if it was on there, I can see you just being all over trying to find one. Yeah, the it definitely should. But I think maybe they were like, you know, Chrono Trigger's on DS now, so maybe I don't, I don't fucking know. Right on. So let's get into some new games for this week here. Um, what's coming out this week on, let's see, 3DS? We got Swipe 3DS, Parascientific Escape, something crossing, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, hey, Pikmin and Metopia are both coming out. Those are the two big games. So we have a 3DS, there's two new action-adventure games coming out. Check those out. Hey, Pikmin is not in 3D, by the way. It's only 2D. Uh, Switch, we're getting Overcooked Special Edition. Physical Contact 2048. I don't know what that is. No idea. There's no pictures for these things. Um, Cubics Paint. Namco Museum at Ultra Hyperball. What the? I don't know what, what are any some of these, these games. I never heard of some of this shit. Um, this is what happens. I know we're they're having a lot of indie titles coming yeah. onto the Switch. This is what happens. Though. Well, we have everything. No idea what it just, is. July is just a slow month for games. Mm. Uh, PS4. We're getting Leaving Lundo. Sundered, Rigby League Live 4, and Constructor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same thing on Xbox One. Super Cloud Built, Cyber Complex, Rugby League Live 4. That's about it, guys. So there's nothing big coming out this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think oh, there might be some stuff coming in August, like Sayuna's Sacrifice and Uncharted and whatnot. But, all right, that does it for our news section. Hey. So let's get to our topic here. Basically, hey. what we're going to talk about today that leads into one of our game reviews is probably one of those games that I can would want to go back towards the topic is uh, replayability. Mm. So games that we th- think that have the most ability to go back and replay them or have content that's worth doing again. You know, like I played a game, I want to play it again. Or years from now, I'm going to go back and play that game again because I love it. I played it a million times. So what about you, Ryan? What are some of these games, and why do you always go back to them? Well, first thing that comes to mind, we just talked about it, Chrono Trigger. Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger reminds me. Uh, do you even have a copy? I I do for the DS. Um, I didn't. I don't have a Super Nintendo anymore. The Mine DS broke. is the best version, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It comes with like an extra dungeon, uh, uh, like a side story, you know, thing. But uh, yeah, that game itself has like 15 endings, man. And, you know, they can all be accessed at different parts in the game. You beat the game at different parts, you know, each time. Um, so that always gets you to come back and you feel satisfied every time, you know, seeing the way you went about doing it this time and changed the whole world. It's very back, back to the future like. You get to change stuff, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Chrono Trigger does time travel, travel right, and I think that's what makes the replayability of that game great. Besides that, you know, you got your classics. Like for me, um, 
the platformers like it's, it's always easy for me to just jump back and play them and appreciate mario them. games are good games to go back and replay yeah you could pretty much go back to any mario game replay it um even the originals there's still one mario one Brothers. comes to mind is mario world like i beat mario, mario world i think over 10 times you know and, and I beat mario it. rpg yeah and mario rpg that's another one but I've beaten those games over 10 times. Uh, but I beat Mario World every time at 100%. Like, I did everything. I did the Star Road. I did, you know, wow. all that good stuff. So, you know, um, besides those obvious ones, I'm going to try to think of... I think nowadays what really hits it is, like, those Telltale games. They hit those uh, game replayabilities because you can go back. I don't think so. Not for me. Because no. then once you get the trophies, I don't want to go back and replay Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and play a Telltale game. But, I mean, that's kind of like. Yeah. They're easy to go back and replay. Exactly. And uh, so I think that is like a modern version, I guess, mm. of what you could say Chrono Trigger did for me back then. Um, yeah. However, um, some of mine, just real quick, before while you think of some more. Yeah, um, yeah. I would definitely say Ocarina of Time. I, can I o- can't. You can't. I, I gotta say, I gotta disagree with you on that one. Oh man, I I've played that game recently, and I've played it multiple times, like in my entire life, and like I can always go back and replay that one. It's just a good game. Ocarina of Time holds the record of the game that I started the most and never finished. <laughs> like basically, I get to Jabu Jabu, and I say screw this. I've beaten Ocarina of Times over Ocarina of Time like you know four or five times, but every like you know in between those four or five times, you know, there's been like fifteen times where I just started and quit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, I, like, basically, Jabu Jabu, the water temple. Fuck the water see, temple. I played it once as a kid. Didn't get very far past the Deku Tree. As an adult, I played it on 3DS. My 3DS got stolen. As I got past, I became a link, got to the forest temple, beat the forest temple, about to go to the water temple. My game, my DS, my game got stolen. Damn. So then I had to rebuy 3DS, rebuy Zelda, and then I actually beat the whole game. So I played it at the beginning, like, four or five times. And then, I mean, maybe a year or two ago, I played it again just at the beginning just for fuck around. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I love that game. It's, it's a, a good, it's good game. One. Don't get me wrong. It's a classic. Don't get me wrong. But I, I've started that game and not finished it more than anything. Um, Twilight Princess, I, I replayed about like four or five times. I played it twice. Once on Wii, once on GameCube. And That's then, it. And then... Um, I played Wind Waker about five times. I would say Wind Waker wow. has like the best because the sailing you can always go to the islands in a different order. The dungeons are a lot easier. Um, it's more of just like a jump in, get it done kind of game. But uh, what I, I didn't mention, Metal Gear. That's probably my most replayed game. Metal Gear Solid for yeah, PlayStation number One. one yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I used to speed run it for fun when I was a kid. You know, and I used to beat it in like three hours. I would do that. You know, I'd, sometimes I wouldn't even watch all the cutscenes, and I would just speed yeah. run it. I'm sorry. No, you're good, bro. I was going to say, even I think a lot of games such as like certain multiplayer games are easy to go back to and always replay like uh, Super Smash Brothers. Of course. If they have a story mode, I can just play that over and over again, you know? Of course. Because it's just simple to grasp and it's a light idea, casual. And then even something as Destiny. I played the campaign on Destiny at least three times, one with each character. And so like games like that where like multiplayer focus and just casual, nothing too complex of a story or anything. I feel like those are pretty easy just to jump into yeah. to an extent where you, you're not having to worry about much and you can just enjoy your game. Right. I think nowadays, you know, with games getting bigger, longer, we are seeing less of replayability just because back then, you know, we play like, you know, 12 hour games and those are long games for us back in the day. Yeah. And uh, especially with something like Breath of the Wild, like I don't think I'll ever go back and replay that. I mean, I probably will, especially on that ultra hard mode. I probably will just so I could just do that. But uh, 
I, I could see why you wouldn't. I mean, it's a hundred. I put one hundred and forty hours into that game, just one one play. I put about sixty you know what hours. I mean? Yeah. So I can understand why nobody would want to go back to that. Uh, but for the most part, like I, I'm trying to think of games of that like replayability, and like the only ones I could think are in the vein of like those older games, uh, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, like Mega Man and stuff. Yeah, style? the yeah. Mega Mans. Uh, you know, because those games are, are a lot shorter. They're they're easy to just you know burn through and have a great experience with it, but have such a great experience with it that you want to go back and do it again. Yeah, no, I think those are a good point. And um, so let's talk about those are some of the games we'd like to go play. Why do we go back and we we replay these games? You think maybe I don't know. For me, maybe some nostalgic reasons, or just just like I feel comfortable even playing these like your comfort food almost you know yeah. it's like i know i can have a good time and just relax and play a game i know i love like golden sun like i did a couple of weeks ago like right. i've played those a million times just, i don't i don't really need to think about it i can just run around and i know what to do mm-hmm. and so i think that's maybe a big reason probably because yeah. i could just jump back into pokemon blue and get that nostalgia and comfort back and get everything done pokemon's quick. another one yeah, yeah i've played those one. a million times and but uh i also think though that Damn, I had a good point too. I had a <laughs> Sorry. Good point. No, you're good. You're good. But uh, I, I really, uh, I really don't see like. Uh, oh, here it was. Okay, so you remember yesterday? Like, here's the point I was gonna bring up. Yesterday, you were watching. You put on like an older Indiana Jones movie. You yeah. Know? And I feel like it's kind of like the same thing. We go to the, we go back to those classic games that did it right. Just like you go back to those classic movies that just did it right. That yeah. just hit the nail on the head every time. And regardless, 20 years from now, 40 years from now, you can put that on and it's going to still have that feeling that, yeah. you know what I mean? It's still going to invoke that feeling. They're classics. Yeah. Um, of course, we can't judge the games that are in the present and their impact of what they'll have later. But with the ones that have happened and have that, I would say that like Corona Trigger and like stuff like that are like the Indiana Jones, Back to the Futures, back, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, to, so Star Wars. Yeah, you know, you have those blockbuster games that just did it right, you know, just like those movies that just did it right that you could just watch over and over again. Um, Has you got many more points? So we could, that, that could also lead us to our uh, game review here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. Let's go into our game review because okay. we could talk about this so, one yeah. for a while too. Um, so basically, yeah, one of our game reviews, basically before we announce what it is here, it's it's one of those games that, like, I've even played. It's an Xbox game, our first Xbox game that we're going to review. And, like, I've played it at least two or three times, and I could go back to this day probably and play and just have fun because it just has so much nostalgic to it. Agreed. And just so much – it does have replayability – and it's Halo, because I mean, even though for what it was at the time, it's just a, it's one of those classics where it's never really stale. It's kind of been built upon and made better in more recent years. But the original Halo is just like one of those things that you'll never forget the first time you played it. Right. The original Halo was like the one up from N64's GoldenEye, I think, yeah. because they were the ones that really brought that local multiplayer to another level. Like yeah, the land- what was it? Um. King on the Hill? King on the Hill? Something like that? The one... What was the map? Where, like, it was, like, the desert and there's two bases? I forgot what it's called. I forgot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know, but I just remember it was Land Party City. Everybody yeah. was just having land parties, like, you know, with their Xboxes, which was, like, the next form of, like, local multiplayer from yep. the 64 that had four controllers, four you split screens. eight of your... Or seven of your friends, and you set up two Xboxes on two TVs, and you just go at it. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, you know, like, that. that's what I think is that kind of culture is what made it such a big impact. You know, that college culture at that time that were just, like, yeah. in their dorms, and everybody was just playing Halo all night, you know? Like, yeah. those were... 
that was a big thing, especially at that time, especially for gaming. And uh, well, I remember even just being at home. Like I played Xbox with my little brother, and my mom's old boyfriend, who's the one who bought it. And he would he liked shooters, so I would. That's how I learned how to play shooters. Like he would boot it up. I'd play. My little brother would play. We have some of his friends, my mom's boyfriend's friends, come over, and then like if I had a friend over, we would just all take turns playing Halo, and yeah. it was just fun. And it was like that was one of the first. I don't really like shooters, but that was one of the only shooters that I I actually remember playing as a kid, and that I actually enjoyed what I was doing. And yeah, the graphics. I remember seeing the graphics at that time and being like, "This is wild." I remember seeing the shiny graphics, yeah. the reflecting graphics on and like the story. You know, things. Yeah, the, the story, story was, was great. nuts. Yeah, the story was crazy. At, what was it? Two thousand two, two thousand one. I want to say two thousand one. Because yeah, Halo Two was two thousand two, wasn't it? I think so. It was the next year. Or three. It was somewhere around and there. I think Halo 3 came out like 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah, because on 360. But anyways, yeah, like for around the, that time frame from 2000 to 2002, to have a game like Halo, like that, it just, it, it was the new industry standard. It was, right. It was just crazy. Well, I remember that was basically Xbox's Mario at that time. That was, yeah, that was, it still is. Yeah, to this day, <laughs> it still is. Uh, but basically, that's how you got people to get this system. They played Halo. It's still the best selling Xbox exclusive, too. I, I mean, know? Microsoft, you're really messing up not announcing a new Halo. You really need too soon. Well, they just came out with one in 2015. We're overdue. A lot of people <laughs> didn't like that one anyway. And what, what, what was the gap from Halo 4 to Halo 5? Wasn't it four years? Yeah, I want to say no because I don't know because I know that there was Reach, Halo Reach. Yeah, but from four like to that. five, so five to six has got to be at least three, four, or five years. It might be like an Xbox Scorpio or the next Xbox thing. But anyways, yeah. but yeah, I just remember like the hating the flood, mm-hmm. running through these crazy levels, fighting a hunter for the first time. Like, man, it just kept you on your toes. Something like that that I've never like because as a kid I grew up playing Smash Bros and Pokemon and. Mm. Mario and playing Halo for the first time it blew my mind I didn't really know a game could do stuff like this have like this giant epic scale adventure in first person shooter with the different types of guns and the vehicles and just the whole experience it was just awesome yeah like I could I never I never played anything like that until that time in Halo because I was I, in 2001 I was 10 11 years old mm-hmm. so it was just like crazy well I was really shocked at like how tight the controls were the yeah. controls are really tight especially for a game like that because like I like I said, I keep going back to GoldenEye, but before before Halo, like that's really all the that only besides unless you played on Counter Strike, like you know, you know, you, yeah, like you got that. those. But I mean, like I keep going back because you got to think GoldenEye for sixty four. The sixty four had a had a weird weird controller. So to even play yeah. GoldenEye nowadays on that controller is really hard, hard, you know, because there's no camera, and it kind of had like an auto aim to it in a way, so you could like center in on your, you know, what you're trying to aim at, like yeah. it would lock on. So like they, they had there's that only for one you. stick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like I remember when I was playing Halo, like I was, I was just like, how did they make? this works so well well i remember like it how, worked well in like metroid prime because mm-hmm. you hold down l and you can use the c stick to move the camera right but still that only had one stick to move for the most part yeah but um yeah it was very revolutionary it was the first giant shooter on consoles that was not goldeneye 
I would say so. I would say so because I remember every I was over at my buddy's house all the time. We were always playing GoldenEye multiplayer, always. And then once Halo came out, you know, he had like four other people yeah. come over, bringing their Xboxes over. And I don't think Xbox would be what it is without Halo. No, definitely not. That original Halo game like started so much. And I, I and it, you know, I always talk about how much I love it, but Halo Three, in my opinion, is the pinnacle of that. Like they, they, yeah. they really. I never played Halo Three. Halo Three is incredible. They really just like Bungie. Bungie just really showed what they could do with Halo 3. It sucks that the Master Chief collection is broken, too. And I hear it's it? still broken, yeah. Because, like, it had multiplayer issues, and then this, the single-player game was, like, nothing was working right. That's a damn shame. Because if I ever got my hands on an Xbox, that would be the game I would want, is the Master Chief collection. Yeah, I would. Hearing that it's broken, I was just like, oh, I want to go. I'd want to go back and replay that, but knowing that it's broken, I just I couldn't. I have so much good memories, man, to just playing Halo multiplayer with some of my best friends. Um, that, in my opinion, is why I think Halo Combat Evolved is a classic. Yep. It's it's It changed the game. Everything from the mechanics to the story to the characters to the guns and vehicles. Just, like, everything was done right. And the whole, like, they kicked off, like, this whole Space Marine shit. Have you noticed after yeah, that whole thing? Like, story. everything was, like, everybody was a Space Marine after you, that. You could you tell know? Mass Effect got a lot of influence from Halo. Yeah, you could tell a lot of these games that, you're, you know, you're Space Marines and stuff. You Destiny. know, they all want to be. Well, Destiny's still Bungie, but still. Yeah, you could tell, like, they all want to be as badass as Master Chief. They yeah. all want to be Master Chief. There would be no Destiny from Bungie without Halo. Because Bungie made Halo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, Bungie's just a great developer. They know Bungie's what they're doing. Fantastic. They know how to make guns and first person games work. The way they would update the modes on Halo 3 was incredible. All the stuff that they, you know, they supported with Halo 2 even around that time. Even yeah. with doing like the last. That was the like, first Xbox Live game. Yeah. Halo 2. Like even what they did with that, and that could have went all bad for them. That could have <laughs> yeah, went could. really bad. But it, it Halo it Two, in my opinion, I never played it, but a lot of my friends will tell me that Halo Two is the best one out of all of them. You didn't play Halo Two? I never played you Halo. Played two. one and three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never. Halo played Two was two. fun. I never beat it, but I got about halfway through it. It's it's long. I never owned an Xbox, so like the like uh, if I yeah. played Halo, like it would just be because you know. But you had a three sixty. Yeah, so. I had a three sixty, so I Halo right Three. On. I was all about. Yeah, so that's what we think about Halo. If you guys have anything to add to that, please chime in, leave a comment. Um, it was a great game. I, I remember my childhood very fondly of it with that game and just learning. That was like one of the shooters that I actually really like. So. Mm-hmm. The birth of Master Chief, an icon. Yeah. Definitely check it out. So, yeah, well, we did an Xbox game. How about that? <laughs> We've done a lot of Nintendo. We're not that much of Xbox haters. Come on. A man. few uh, PlayStation games. We need to really stop doing Nintendo games. We do, like, a Nintendo game every other week. That's <laughs> true. But Nintendo's just so damn fucking Yeah, they good, have so man. many good games. They're so, but, much, um, they're so good. All right, so we're going to do an off-topic this week, and we're making good time on the show here today. So we do have an off-topic, so if you guys want to tune in, that is it for our video game coverage. Thank you for watching, listening, all that jazz. Please share, subscribe. All that stuff, if you want to hear what we say, we're going to talk about um, comics for a second here for DC Rebirth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you want to tune in, tune out, tune out. We'll see you guys next week. If not, we're going to talk about comics for like the next 15, 20 minutes here. Do you want to explain to them what the DC Rebirth is first? Yeah, since I am at the comic shop, that local comic shop here every week, I run the local comic shop podcast, which is All Star Comics Podcast. I am all up to date on all things comics from the past year and a half so if any comic book questions please hit me up with them i will be more than willing to answer them anything dc marvel indie i'm pretty much up to date on almost everything so basically dc rebirth is 
DC's brand new relaunch of their whole comic line that started back in May of last year, 2016. And basically, um, they had a relaunch back in 2011, which was New 52. 52 titles. That kind of didn't go the way fans wanted, and they kind of burned some bridges on the trust of their fans because kind of the stories kind of sucked a little bit. So they started, ended all those stories on 52 issues. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. And then they started this thing called Rebirth. Rebirth is a brand new storyline from every single character. You don't have to read the past comics. They give you every single title got a Rebirth number one, and then the series started with number one. Mm-hmm. So you got a one shot, basically a zero issue. Excuse me. So every single title from Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, all the Justice League, every DC character for that's pretty much big has a DC Rebirth line and title. And they've started on since last May and they've just been chugging along, putting out great stories that the fans want and the fans want to read mm-hmm. with great creative teams. And every single creative team, Jeff Johns actually interviewed to get on that book. That's really cool. So it's a brand new relaunch. DC came out before this happened and said, hey, we're apologizing. We realize we're not making books that you guys want to want to read. So we're going to go back to square one, give you guys good stories. These stories that the, the, the authors and artists want to tell and things that are have a meaningful impact for us going forward and that's what they've been done apparently every book with the s on it for super yes has been killing it the batman books have been pretty darn decent i've been reading a lot of hal jordan and the green lantern which was great which is i my read that favorite dc character and oh man it's so good yeah i read that that was really good so that's basically the gist of it so ryan um i've probably read a little more rebirth than you have but from what you've read what do you think so far of this whole dc rebirth stuff uh well for one, I am I am a huge Superman fan. So the fact that we're getting good Superman stories gets me so stoked. Not even good, great. Yeah, great <laughs> Superman stories. Uh, I've always defended Supes. I've always had to. I love I love this. Uh, I've always had to defend DC. You know, everybody's always, you know, Marvel this. I've always defended DC. However, Rebirth is great because I feel like it's a jump, a great jumping on point for anything. Yeah. For anybody. If you've never anything. read comics, Rebirth is a great jumping on point. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, I'm I'm starting to get, get back into comics now because this there was a while where I wasn't. And now that I'm getting into Rebirth, I want to get delve so deep into this. Uh, I have uh, Superman, uh, vo- uh, you know, the trades, volume one and two, which basically I think are issues one through, I think, like 13 or 14. Um, fantastic. Uh, Patrick Gleason and Tomasi are doing it yeah. Peter Tomasi Peter Tomasi Patrick, Patrick Gleason there they they did a recent run with Batman and Robin on the new 52 stuff which was great they delved into Batman and Damien now they're delving into Superman and Jonathan Kent his son and they're meeting up with Batman and Damien so you're getting like this really cool you know dynamic dynamic yeah. of uh you know Superman and Batman you know clashing heads always which they always do and then you have their sons clashing heads you know Jonathan Kent who's all-powerful good goodwill boy against Damien who's like the murderous human being right and then books like Batman uh the detective comics as well are also dealing with new types of suicide squads and Tim Drake being kidnapped oh no spoilers and by like some crazy stuff that's gonna be happening in the DC universe coming up right uh how Jordan has been dealing with like crazy space intergalactic stuff going in and out of becoming a god and whatnot pretty much yeah and then I've read an issue or two of Nightwing Nightwing's super solid dealing with his past and family and who he's trying to become 
And there's almost every single rebirth that I've read or mentioned or heard on the show of the All Star Comics podcast that they review because they review a DC book every week. Right. Has just been. There's been a few duds, but for like ninety percent of them, have just been really good. Yeah, I mean, and and like you can't really say that for Marvel right now, right? Like Marvel is Marvel has good books. Don't get me wrong; there are good books in there. But when a smaller percentage of your books are good, and then a bigger percentage are bad, yeah, that's a problem. Unlike Rebirth, where a smaller percent are bad and a bigger percent are good, right? That's where you want to be. Like there are good books on Marvel. There are a handful of good books. Your Thor book, your Daredevil book, you know, your your Miles Morales book, stuff like that. But for the most part, all your Avengers books, some of your X Men books, some of these weird character books that no one cares about, like Solar Solo, Fool Killer, Slapstick. Like no one wants these. Yeah. Like why are you making these crappy books? And it's so frustrating because I'm a Marvel kid. You know, you're the DC kid. Mm-hmm. But um, I, as a Marvel fan, I love Marvel. And I'm reading the good books, but it's it just sucks knowing that they're not making what I want right now. Yeah. And DC is. That's why I've been reading Green Lantern and Batman and Superman. Just there's so many good things coming out of this. Yeah, I read the Green Lantern run, and I being somebody who hasn't read anything before this rebirth of Green Lantern, you know, there's a lot that Jeff Johns did and Vendetti did before yeah. this this rebirth. But I was able to jump on and understand everything clearly. Yeah, everything they, and not only understand start. it but enjoy it yeah. like enjoy it like Dude. i i i didn't want it to end i was hoping you had like would, other trades i that really like it. patrick gleason's art on superman but i will say the sandoval on green lantern is way yeah, better it's yeah. so good the art i agree i agree it's it's beautiful um I, green lantern should be shiny it should be very bright co- bright colors, cosmic the spectrum of you colors. should be a lot of crazy colors in it you know yeah. um you it's know so beautiful that's how it should be you know you got these rings doing some crazy ass shit i want to see some dope art for it yeah you know um that's wonderful i th- i think that most of these like you know they went about it in such a good way where like they didn't go like hey basically this didn't happen in the past but more of like it's not retconned it's just continued yeah yeah, it's more or less like okay that happened but we're on this now and you you read the rebirth number one right with wally yeah yeah which was great yeah i was gonna say we could go into like what what they did for rebirth because now Uh, they're doing uh, now now they're adding now they're adding uh basically what they're doing is they're mixing in the watchmen with the dc universe now maybe maybe we don't know yet they could just be teasing and not actually happening because basically well as of right now we're getting this thing called dark knight's metal which i've read a couple of the new one shots which is kicking off this new batman series which is Going somewhere we don't know yet, but it's very interesting, and they're going into the whole DC lore. And then when Rebirth started, they did this thing where they found uh, Bruce found the comedian's button mm-hmm. in the Batcave. Right. That started a little four issue event, and then in November we're getting this thing called the Doomsday Clock, where apparently Superman is about to fight Dr. Manhattan. How fucking cool is that? But from that's all we know. We don't know if the Watchmen are going to be included, if the Watchmen are coming over to this universe. Are they here to stay? Are they getting their own series? We don't know anything. Right. All we know is there's going to be a fight. Give me it. I want <laughs> it. I want it. Uh, the only person that could go up against Dr. Manhattan, to be real with you, would be Superman. Who else I'm could? Surpri- How the, can't Dr. Manhattan disintegrate mass? He, yeah. Dude, Doctor Manhattan is God. He is basically God, man. He could. So how how Soup's gonna fight him? He just disintegrate. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait to see how they're gonna do it. But uh, basically, if you know, nobody else stands a chance. Nobody else can come close. Superman, I would even wonder if he even comes close. I don't think he does. Like if 
he can rearrange atoms. So like, yeah, so, so, dude, he can. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll it find just out. depends on like, you know, we don't know what Doctor Manhattan is doing. Is he playing God? Is he? Is, is he gonna want to hurt Superman? Is he gonna? We don't know yet. But there's a um, how exciting though. That how exciting is, that that's happening. The the Doomsday Clock starts in November. I'm gonna be reviewing it with uh, the rest of the cast on the All Star Comics podcast. You want to check that out. Um, well, I'll get back to you. Maybe we'll do a follow-up rebirth topic. Yeah, to we should. See we should. Because I definitely want to. I'm going to be reading. Batman's my favorite Dark comic book metal. character. Yeah, yeah. My, Batman's my favorite uh, character, basically ever. So I will be reading those Dark Knight medals. I will be reading. You need the to pick button. up those two one shots, man. Yeah, really I will be good. picking up the uh, you know the medals. The yeah. The button. Yeah, the button. You know, basically all this stuff. I'm, I'm so excited for. It's just really cool. It got me excited. But to be now, a comic good fan crazy again. stories. Yeah, and another thing that's really cool too is the way they went about Superman. This isn't the Superman that they introduced because in the New Fifty Two they. You want to spoil that? <laughs> Do you want to? I mean, it's. Uh, this is pre. New Fifty Two Superman. So the Superman we knew from the last run is not Superman anymore. Right. He. Oh. Something happened to him, but <laughs> yeah, the Superman we have say, now is basically a Superman that we all grew up with from the nineties. From uh, the death and return of Superman, right? This yeah. is like the old soups, which is get, which gets me stuck. This is the soups I grew up with in the nineties. That's back when New Fifty Two happened. The timeline kind of got rearranged, and these characters became different versions of themselves. Right, and then that Superman ended up dying. Then the Superman, it, it's all confusing. It's comic, comics, comic books man. are really confusing when it comes to that shit. But anyways, but. if you're looking for a good jumping point on point and you like DC Comics, DC is killing it right now with Rebirth. So please check that out. It's mm. kind of funny though because Marvel's killing it with TV and movies, but right, right. DC is sucking on and that DC end. DC <laughs> is doing terrible when it comes to that. Besides, but like you know, the Flash. The source material is from DC is wonderful right now. Yeah, well, I think Jeff Johns is really taking it serious, and this is a good thing. I, I think he's really taking it serious. Like we need these stories to be good. Like overall, we yeah. need to have good stories, and I think that's why Jeff Johns is like. I mean, what has Jeff Johns done that has been bad? I can't think of anything. That, you know, like, he, he's done bad. Well, the Superman run he did two years ago was, like, okay. It was okay, but it wasn't, yeah. like, anything. Like, it's only okay compared to the rest of the stuff yeah. he's done. It's not like it's bad. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so. He even made comics, Aquaman dope. He even uh, made Aquaman Aquaman, cool. he made Barry Allen cool. He yeah, made Hal he Jordan did, cool. And then he did the Justice League comics, which were really good, too, at that time. Yeah. Um, Jeff Johns, man, I love that he's also, you know, they're bringing him into the movies now and being like, he's "Hey, we chief creative officer of and DC." I'm for that. If you know, if if the movies ever go as good as the way these comics are going right now, we'll have lots of good stories to look forward to. Exactly. All right. Well, um, thanks. That was that was a good little thing there on DC Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyone check it out, please. Um, so that's our show, guys. Uh, we talked about uh, what we've been doing, uh, game stuff, new SNES numbers and whatnot, replayability, we get into Halo for a little while, and then off topic was our DC Rebirth. So thank you all for watching. Please, if you're not subscribed on the YouTube channel here, there should be a link right here or right here somewhere. I'm not sure. Somewhere on the screen. Somewhere. On the screen. I always put them at the end of the video there. Just click that little subscribe button. That helps us out tremendously. Um... Ryan, anything else? Where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, SharkXAttack23. Uh, find me on Facebook, Ryan Longmore. You know, and then I'm SharkXAttack on PSN. Add me. We'll have the Nintendo codes under here, too, if right you're on. on Switch. I'm at the Hydra 55 on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, all that jazz. Um, add me, hit me up. I'll be playing Destiny pretty soon. Looking for those raid people. So um, until next week, we'll see you guys around. Bye. All right, y'all. Love y'all.